Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. You are now listening to... Pat's Pulpit Podcast. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, everybody. I am Alex Shane here with Rich Hill on this very special Christmas Day edition of the Pat's Pulpit Podcast. We're both taking a break from tearing open our presents and seeing what Santa brought us in our stocking to break down all things week 16 in the NFL season, a week that means nothing to the Patriots but a lot to the rest of the league. Rich, happy holidays, buddy. Yeah, man, absolutely. And boy, do we have a present for you. Uh, we got some football on Christmas. At 4.30, you got the 6-8 and eight Vikings on the road against the 10-4 and four Saints. Uh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. We got three straight days of football. Actually, four straight days of football. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday with the Patriots-Bills being that nightcap on Monday Night Football. Alec, are you ready for a football-filled weekend? I am. It's a little weird to see a Friday football game on Christmas, but you know what? It's 2020. Anything goes this year. Uh, One thing I'm excited for, Rich, as we get into this Christmas holiday weekend of football is For the first time in a very long time, my Christmas has nothing to do with the Patriots' playoff seeding, how they're going to win, how they're not going to win, what a bye means, what it doesn't mean. None of that matters. This slate of games being capped off on Monday night, Patriots hosting the Bills, is basically for a strictly entertainment purposes only. And there's some pretty good games on the slate that have a lot of implications for a lot of teams. Yeah, totally. And and if uh, if I could put something on my Christmas list a little after the fact, if not for the fact that I already put it on it earlier this week, uh, I would love for the Jets to continue to win. Uh, You know, they're riding a one-game winning streak after beating the Los Angeles Rams. My number one wish this week, looking around the league, is for the Jets to win, for the Jaguars to lose, and for the Jets to just further put themselves out of position in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. That that would be the number one thing that I'm wishing for this weekend. I'd say that would be a Christmas miracle, but it's the Jets, and that's probably what they're going to do. They will always <laughs> play to screw themselves. I love that. I love that scenario. Uh, I think the Colts-Steelers game is going to be fantastic. I'm very curious about the Rams-Seahawks game. That's going to be a big one with play applications on the line there. And, of course, the Dolphins, I believe, uh, clinch a playoff berth with the win against the Raiders. Besides Patriots-Bills, Rich, is there one game in particular you're most excited to watch? Yeah, I mean, I I think that the Colts-Steelers game is definitely going to have a lot of attention uh, because the Steelers have been just atrocious as of late. They're riding a three-game losing streak. Uh, You know, the Jets have more wins over the past three weeks. Steelers are themselves a bad team. They they find themselves in a spot where uh, no one is afraid of them. 
They are, in fact, the team that most fans will want their team to face in the AFC playoffs. If they lose against this Colts team and fall to 11-4 and and that the Browns do their job and beat the New York Jets, which, you know, statistically speaking, very probable, uh, that means that the season finale between the Steelers and Browns will have the AFC North title on the line. And what that would also mean is that after the Steelers started the season 11-0, and if the Browns were to win the division, that means that the Steelers would have finished the season on a five-game losing streak. They still would have made the postseason, but that would have just been one of the most miraculous turns of events for Cleveland fans. Oh, man, it was. Starting 11-0 and and just finishing 11-5, and and oh, what a disaster that would be. The AFC is just loaded this year, man. It's pretty crazy looking at how many talented teams there are in the AFC, and they're all jockeying for position, including the very own Buffalo Bills, who we love and we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, one more game I have to talk about, just because it's funny for me, is the, I think the, what, four-win Eagles going up against <laughs> the, uh, what, five-win Cowboys? With the NFC East still very much alive for both teams, how great is that? Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, there's a scenario where the 6-8 and eight Washington football team, who currently lead the East, uh, don't win. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance that the New York Giants at 6-10 and 10 can finish the year as the division leader. Uh, that's <laughs> nuts to me, and it's also one that's not out of the question. I mean, we broke this down, uh, I believe, the other day, where if, the, if Washington loses their next two games uh, and the Giants win one, uh, then the Giants will win the division. It's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely absurd to me. Um, and if that win comes against the Cowboys, I believe, if the Cowboys fall to, to six and ten, you would have three teams at six and ten, and the Giants would win all of those tiebreakers. It's absolutely just mayhem in the NFC. But I mean, Alec, if you're looking through this right now, you're looking up and down outside of the NFC East because, of course, they are just the worst teams uh, in the entire league. Let's let's keep it on the AFC side. Uh, the Bills are currently in position to, you know, if they beat the Patriots, keep a hold on that number two overall spot in the AFC playoff picture. Who is the team that you don't want to face in the AFC? Besides the Chiefs. Besides the, the Chiefs. Besides the Chiefs on their bye, which is absurd. Yeah, because the Chiefs are just, they're just so much better than every other team in the NFL right now. Um, that is just not even a conversation. So if they don't win the Super Bowl this year, I'll be very shocked. But you never know. It's the postseason, as we all know, two Wells Patriots fans. Anything goes. You know what's funny, Rich? I never thought I'd be saying this, um, but based on how they play and the kind of style of football they have on their, their, their team, I do not want to see the Titans at any point in the postseason. They're very efficient with the ball. They have one of the best, if not the best running backs in the league, and Derrick Henry. The Patriots know all too well what can happen when he gets going in the postseason. They have a lot of they have a lot riding on their on the last couple of games. That that division's still up for grabs. I think there'd be a very dangerous team down the stretch. So I would not want to have to face them at any point. Yeah, I mean, especially when you get into that cold weather and you have to try and tackle Derrick Henry. Get out of here. I mean, that, that's that's playoff football right there. You know, there's always like the value of being able to pass the ball efficiently, which is obviously going to be the most important thing, and that is why Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs will always be the favorites. But Tannehill has been a top-five quarterback this year, but give the Titans the lead, give the Titans any bit of a chance to lead, and they have a solid enough defense to hold on to that lead while Derrick Henry just runs down the opposing defense. You know, It's very difficult to dominantly run the ball to a victory you can run it dominantly and slog out a game but the titans are capable of 
building up enough of a lead that Henry can just decimate the defense. And that is just very difficult for them to count for teams to counter in the playoffs. And in particular, I don't know which teams have a strong enough run defense in the AFC to slow them down. Do the Buffalo Bills, Rich Hill. They are one of the better teams in the AFC. They are currently sitting at the two seed. As you mentioned, if they keep winning, they will have that two seed locked in. Have not a playoff buy due to the playoff structure this year, but they'll have much more home games. And more importantly, they won't have to face Kansas City until the absolute last possible moment in the AFC championship game should it go to that. Do you see the Buffalo Bills making a really serious run in the postseason, starting maybe with the Monday night game in Gillette? I do. I mean, I think obviously the the Chiefs are the favorite reigning Super Bowl champs. They are the best team in the NFL, uh, only team with one loss. I mean, I, I expect them to continue to play dominant football in the postseason, and no lead is safe against them. I think Patrick Mahomes has shown that he's able to come back against double-digit deficits in the second half uh, in the blink of an eye, especially when you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey out there. I think that of the next tier of teams, the Bills are definitely atop that. In my head, you have the Bills and the Titans are the next two best teams in the AFC. I thought the Dolphins had a real shot at it. I think they've had a lot of injuries on offense that have really kind of destabilized the progress that they are making. But I still think they have an opportunity to to make the postseason. And, you know, if they get a favorable matchup, they could make some noise. Um, but I, I would say that if I'm not the Titans, the Bills are the, uh, the team that I wouldn't want to face just because they have probably the highest volatility on offense of any other team in the possibly the league. You know, Josh Allen from week to week, he can be the best quarterback in the league from a 400 yards and five touchdowns capacity. And then other times he might throw for 150 and have two interceptions. So we'll, that, I think that just means that the Bills are a team that they can beat anyone. Um, and they're also, you know, they, they have enough talent that they can stick with teams even if they're not playing super well. Well, I guess it all kind of starts to a degree Monday night against the Patriots. Again, the Bills have already clinched the AFC East. They're just trying to stay ahead in the AFC playoff picture overall for seeding. In years past, this would be as close to a gimme as you're going to get. Right? The Bills will come into Gillette and win, especially on Monday night. Tom Brady feasts on Buffalo, but this is not the Patriots team of yore. The Patriots almost beat the Bills in Buffalo. They probably wouldn't have won that game had Cam Newton held on to the ball. They were driving very, very well. That could have been an upset win. However, the Patriots who have nothing to play for besides being a spoiler to Buffalo, maybe screwing over their playoff seating a little bit but with a loss. They have to stay ahead of the Steelers, who are pretty much in a must-win game against the Colts. Can this Patriots team maybe end the year with some positivity, a nice little momentum boost, or is it going to be more of the same with the past two weeks where the team just runs down their throat? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I imagine that uh, the Patriots are going to be run at by the Bills, as you said. I mean, the teams will play them however they need to, but I think there's also, you know, how is Stephon Gilmore doing? Does that mean that the Patriots secondary is a little bit more vulnerable? Uh, I mean, Josh Allen did not play well against the Patriots in that first go-round. Uh, their passing attack didn't do anything, but that was their season high in rushing yards. And so that is probably where they will go again because the Patriots have not shown any improvement in that category whatsoever. Um, and, uh, you know, even if New England dedicates their defensive resources to stop the run, that'll just open up other opportunities down the field. I, am, I mean, Stephon Diggs is a top five receiver in the league. You can't hold him back for too long, uh, especially if Gilmore's out. That, that just means that he will have a big couple of opportunities at some point during the game. So if, if I'm the Patriots, if I'm 
thinking about my best hope of stopping the Bills, it's going to have to come to Adrian Phillips. He's been such an important part of this Patriots defense this year. He's been the spy for opposing quarterbacks. He's assumed the linebacker role. He's played a little bit more on the edge. He's defended tight ends. He's covered running backs out in the flat. He's done everything for the Patriots. He's such an important linchpin for New England. And in particular, he has been signed to handle teams that are led by quarterbacks like Josh Allen, led by quarterbacks who have the ability to run and run extremely well. And so if Phillips is able to contain Josh Allen and keep him in the pocket and make him feel disrupted, the only way that the Patriots are going to win this game is if they win the turnover margin. And they have to win it by probably a couple. And if Phillips is able to keep Josh Allen uneasy, that's the only way I see the Patriots winning. Yeah, I like where your head's at in terms of the where on the field the impact's going to come from. I'm sticking similarly, and I'm going to go with Kyle Duggar as my X Factor. If for no other reason besides, like, he's your thumping run stuffer, he's going to get some big hits. Uh, maybe he's the kind of guy that knocks a ball loose on a big run to the outside. The Patriots have to be going back to the game tape of the Dolphins and the Rams, seeing how vulnerable they are to those stretch runs, to the bouncing to the outside, the sideline to sideline runs. They have to do something to address that, I'd imagine. And my hope is if they can't really get it from their defensive line production, maybe you stretch Kyle uh, Duggar and maybe Adrian Phillips out a little more and they can help set the edge and, and cause some problems there because, yeah, I'm with you, man. If the Buffalo Bills get running and the Patriots use resources to stop the run, Josh Allen has a beautiful deep ball, and I do not want to see his team get gashed deep. So hopefully Kyle Duggar can force some turnovers and make up thing twice, but we're up the middle. Yeah, no, totally. And, I mean, that's only just part of the game, right? I mean, the Patriots, other ways that they've been able to get an edge is through special teams. I don't think they'll have that same advantage against this Bills team because they're not the Chargers. Uh, they are a much better coached team. Uh, and, and if the Patriots... Uh, basically they're not able to score points on offense. They need to get the most favorable field position that they can possibly get. And that means that every yardage matters while they're on defense because they need to force the bills to pump the ball back to new England with the shortest field position possible at every single drive. And so as you said, they can't allow even just the running backs to get three, four yards at a time at will, and they need to force negative plays. They need to force the Bills to not have multiple third-down conversions. And, uh, yeah, I, I think Duggar's a big part of that, and the Patriots have used their safeties a lot this year, uh, in particular because opposing teams have had success running the ball uh, that, you know, New England's been lighter on defense, and so they have to step up and do better uh, if they are continuing to use their three safety looks. Um, but, you know, it's a big question of whether or not New England is capable of doing it. We've not seen it to this point, and I don't think that the Patriots are going to be much better against the run this week against the Bills uh, because they just don't have the personnel in their defensive front. And so if, if, Jewel, if uh, you know, Therese Hall or uh, Adam Butler or Lawrence Guy, someone has an otherworldly game, there's a chance. Um, but honestly, looking at the players on the edge, I think that the Patriots need to start using Chase Winovich more. I don't understand why he's been sidelined. I don't know why either. Maybe they're just kind of saving it for next year. But in our last podcast, Rich, you made an amazing point about, like, why not just give the young guys as many reps as possible? We know what we have in Lawrence Guy. We know what we have in John Simon. Why not give these younger guys some opportunity to see which are the young core we build the rest of the roster around? Maybe Winovich becomes that this weekend or this Monday, I should say, who the hell knows again. I, every time I think the coaches say I was going to make some kind of adjustment, they just don't make the adjustment. So I don't know what's going on, 
However, Rich, none of this is going to matter in the slightest if the Patriots make four red zone trips again and come away with three points like they did against the Rams, <laughs> or they make four red zone trips combined with four field goals. It's the Nick Folk show the past couple weeks. The Patriots have to get into the end zone maybe just once. I'd like one touchdown to close out the year. That'd be nice to see. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I imagine, I'm not sure what Damien Harris' status is, but Sony Michelle is good at relief duty. The Bills are a pretty good defense on the run and the pass. I'd love to see him say, hey, Rich, what's your strategy for beating the Buffalo Bills offensively? But I feel like all they really have they're able to do is run the ball. So how are you going to spend this one? Yeah, I mean, when your leading receiver with regards to touchdowns is Rex Burkhead, you're not doing a lot with throwing the ball and scoring anything. So if I'm the Patriots, what are the strengths? As you said, it's running the ball. Is that going to work against the Bills? Maybe to some extent. I mean, the Bills rank bottom 10 in yards allowed per carry, so they are not a great run defense. But if the Patriots fall behind the Bills and then the Bills are able to, you know, get an insurmountable 10-point lead, (laughs) then uh, it doesn't really matter if the Patriots can run the ball because the Bills can also run the ball, and that just means that the clock's going to drain so much more quickly. And so if the Patriots are going to win, it's going to be because Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham, whoever it may be under center, is able to produce through the air. Big gas. I mean, this is something that you, the Patriots haven't been able to rely on all season. They just don't have the consistency in that passing game. Uh, you know, Cam Newton, very high completion rate, not getting a lot of yards after the fact. It's a lot of, uh, you know, not great uh, positive yards out there. It's very inefficient. I think that Jacoby Myers, who's going to be my X factor while the Patriots are on offense, uh, he has been great when his number has been called. He's probably going to get the toughest matchups from the Bills because he's he and Bird, you know, I think they're two good pieces moving forward. I think that Myers has a little bit more upside out of the two of them. I think that Myers, who has zero touchdowns on the year as a receiver, is going to have to really take over this game in a way that you know he's shown flashes of as being Cam Newton's safety blanket, but I think he'll have to have an even bigger game if New England's going to compete. Yeah, I mean, that always is the question. Like, Is Jacoby Myers capable of taking over a game, and is, is he that kind of player? And that's not a knock on him. I mean, he's an undrafted free agent. There aren't many undrafted players that become capable of taking over an entire game on offense, but he's had so much asked of him, which is why, actually, I said in our last podcast how much I'd love to see him in an offense with another kind of legit bona fide receiver. I think he's absolutely going to crush it if the Patriots are able to get one or if Nikhil Harry magically comes into his own next season. I'm not holding a hope for that, but you never know. And, I, again, I will never badmouth anybody who knocks, who does has good things about Jacoby Myers because uh, he's been a, a lone bright spot of a very stinky, stinky passing game. Um, I'm going to cheat a little bit my offensive X factor and go with Gunnar Olszewski as a punt returner because <laughs> all about having a, a, a short field to play with. Uh, I can't see the Patriots engineering a 75-yard drive anytime soon. Uh, if you can get a ball maybe starting at the, the Bills side of the field, maybe the 45-yard line, the Patriots can get a couple of drives out of that. And maybe Gunner has like a catch or two in, in the offensive side of the ball, but I think if he has some good punt returns, uh, maybe a kick return or two that doesn't force the Patriots to conduct more than 10 plays, uh, maybe they have a shot. I like that. I mean, honestly, maybe all the focus should be on the special teams. You know, Jake Bailey, it's absolutely going to be an X factor this game, uh, very unfortunately, but it's true. Uh, I like that pick of Gunner. If he is able to add some cherry on top sort of receptions, uh, you know, and he has shown some semblance of a connection with Jarrett Stidham, uh, thanks to that other touchdown pass uh, whenever he came up in mop up duty, that maybe 
maybe maybe he deserves a bigger role in that offense of everything we've been talking about giving the younger guys an opportunity maybe this is the time to see Olszewski in the slot maybe put Myers on the inside outside I mean there there is a lot of flexibility that the Patriots have and they need to try anything uh turn over every stone if they have any chance to beat the Bills if that's what they want to do I mean and I think that I like that as an x factor um but yeah I mean someone has to emerge as a receiver for the Patriots because yes Every other week, it seems like there's a Patriots receiver who has 80 to 100 yards, maybe, but then no other player has more than like 20 yards out there. And so someone needs to emerge at the same time as someone else (laughs) if the Patriots are going to have any success. And I have no idea who it's going to be this week. Man, what a conversation. We're pulling out all the stops to beat the Buffalo Bills at home in a game where they're already out of playoff contention. Never thought we'd string all those words together at the same time, but that's 2020 for you. And on Christmas, no less. What a stinky thing to say. But, hey, them's the breaks. Um, To that end, Rich, let's get to predictions here. Um, I had the Patriots winning 21-10, to even though I thought they were going to lose because I'm just picking the opposite of what you pick from here on out because to make it easy on myself, you have the Dolphins winning 17-14. to So you're actually pretty close in your prediction. Uh, will the Patriots right the ship as much as they can right the ship against the Bills on Monday night, or is it more of the same? What do you got? I'm expecting more of the same. Uh, I think it'll be pretty ugly, especially with the Bills being able to run the ball as dominantly as they have been able to do. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bills winning this one. Uh, 27 to, to 17, but not as close as the score suggests. So that, if my math suits me, that means the Patriots scored two touchdowns in this game for you. Uh, you know, a lot of field goals and a safety. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that should be funnier than it was, but that, that's not that far off. So I'm, I don't want to laugh or cry at that. All right. Again, I also think the Buffalo Bills are going to win this game, but I will pick the Patriots to win it. Maybe this is one of those situations like the Ravens in 2007 where the undefeated Patriots coming to town and this was their Super Bowl and their chance to show the world that they were going to spoil it. Maybe they all motivate and and come out and and hand the Bills a loss. Uh, Not optimistic, but I'm going to take it anyway. Uh, If the Patriots win this game, you know, they're not going to be able to to score 30 points. It's going to be pretty much a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to say the Patriots score, let's say, they just get the 20 on the board. And let's give Buffalo Bill 17 on the last minute. Nick Folk field goal to win it. 2017 Patriots. The year of the folk hero. Um, the folk hero. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully you're right. I'm wrong. We'll know after Monday night, last primetime game of the season for the Patriots, 8:15 kickoff. Alec, do you have any final thoughts on week 16 of the NFL season? No, I do not. Hope you and yours have a safe, happy holiday, Rich. Hopefully all the listeners out there have a safe, happy holiday. We appreciate you riding with us through this crazy year, and hopefully I'll take some time off to relax and enjoy some good food and family. All the best to you and yours. And you too, Alec. All the best, and until next time, you have a good one. You too, buddy. See you. Later.